I'm going to. I you know we're gonna we're gonna get back to castle. This is and we're gonna put bad audio. Bounty, you're just, just making bad, bad audio. audio. But like, I'm gonna get a bouncy castle, and I'm gonna fucking, I'm gonna fucking hog wild in that bouncy castle. <laughs> you know what? That's what you get. It's really discriminatory that. that they don't have a bunch of bouncy castle for adults. I mean, they do have a bouncy castle. Okay, hello. <laughs> okay. Anyway, this is not a the bouncy opening. castle for adults. Is just a bouncy castle. Nobody's stopping you from going in there. Weight restrictions, and also because if I fall into the wall, the whole goddamn thing's probably gonna collapse. It just yeah, seems like I that mean, would I be a thing they that need would to happen. Make a bigger, I mean, I guess the only way to make a bouncy castle for adults would be to make a bigger bouncy castle. Yeah, out of like maybe slightly sturdier canvas or whatever they make it out of. Did I ever tell you about the fucking bouncy castle from hell that I went on? The one at the fucking museum? museum? Yes! Yes! Okay. Yes! Sorry. Hello, listener. Thank you for tuning in. We're here discussing (laughs) the hellish nightmare experience I had at the members and donors party that my pop (laughs) took us to at the Museum of Natural History every year. And I know what you're thinking. Rachel, that sounds pretty fancy. And it was. There were hors d'oeuvres. You ate them under the whale. It was really... That's also... Is, is horse divorce really the standard by which we're medicine, med, meditating? Wow, I didn't... <laughs> I didn't try to say horse divorce correctly. <laughs> but, the, but by the standard by which we're measuring, like, fancy shindigs. Because, like, we have horse divorce at my fucking no, it's, New it's, Year's it's party. It's the horse divorce delivered by a person... By okay, that's fair. Tray. Okay, that's, that's fair. That is actually that's... the only... One time, and then when you're done with it, does someone then come and take it well, away? That okay. So that happened at a wedding, and the only reason I know this is because when I was 15, I was a bridesmaid in my cool aunt's wedding, mm-hmm. and I, this was really exciting for me because I was 15 and I was a cool adult-ish, and so I got to ride in the cool adult limo with all the other like members of the bridal party, and because they were all grown ass adults, people were passing around champagne, and because people just didn't give a shit they were just giving me champagne and I never had any alcohol up till that point and I hadn't eaten anything that day because I'd spent all day getting ready for the wedding so I was so goddamn drunk that I almost fell out of the fucking car getting out of it and the only thing that saved me I had to take wedding photos completely shit-faced which was really fun and then I just took a tray from someone of the Mm -hmm. horse divorce and I was like I just I just need these and I ate like 20 fucking pigs in a blanket and then I was fine it's funny because at my wedding you were kind of stressed because the MTA fucked you in the ass, which is a New York story. Also so lost. you know, at my reception they were doing mimosas with like lychee juice or like mango juice. It was really fun, and you were just like, "Yeah, start it, keep it coming." Just, just <laughs> fucking. Well, because like also, I only had like but three, no, four. I mean, I had. Guess what? I well, guess I, I also... ate nothing and drank it and nothing at my I'm reception, so which is. I'm not letting that happen when I get married. Food. Yeah, I'm like, I people are like, "Oh, you never eat at your wedding." Fuck you! I'm not talking my, to okay, any of these anyway, fucking people. But anyway, but the fancy castle from hell. Yes. So they were trying to make it more child friendly. Oh boy. And that included That's having worse. like a face painter. And bouncy castle. It wasn't just a bouncy castle. It was a bouncy obstacle course. So it was a full, like, you bounce through the castle, and then you climb up an inflated wall, and then you go down the slide. King dwell. And I was like, what, 11 or 12? I was, like, almost on the cusp of being too big for it. No one's like, going to stop you. Yeah, I've like, always been very short, so everybody's kind of like, do whatever the hell you want. I, yeah, I couldn't have, because I yeah. was so fucking tall at Yeah, 12. so it was... Fucking, it was apocalypse now in there. Yeah, oh yeah, that sounds it was right. because there were too many kids. Mm-hmm. And I, there were just, there was a child stuck in the fucking, between, between the bouncy floor. There was a child stuck in the bouncy floor. Fucking phenomenal. <laughs> I still remember the screams. Jesus. I still remember when I, I like literally, 
And you know I don't remember a lot of my childhood yeah. for various reasons. Yeah. I still distinctly remember yeah, your that face child right now. stuck at the Patsy floorboards. Hey, was there an episode of Legends of Tomorrow this week? Oh, yeah, yes. <laughs> All right, let's fucking do it. Okay, hello, and welcome back to Legends in Review, a non-affiliated and not very good podcast. They, they were called the Terrors, right? The, what the post-French French Revolution. The, the Troubles. Was that it? No, the Troubles is what happened in No, that's Ireland. the Ireland. Yeah, okay, sorry. What was the fucking thing? The Reign of Terror! I was close-ish. I mean, here's the thing. Sorry, if I'm willing was... to sell my boss out... Oh, that's fair. I, I think, think on the... On the I mean, I, I'm kind sorry. of a big fish. That's true. Um, thank you, Tim. Um, so, welcome back to our horrible podcast. This mm -hmm. is the third season of us podcasting and the fourth season of Legends of Tomorrow. I can't believe this is three seasons and of us podcasting. And we are starting with the fourth... We are starting... Fuck it, you know? We're already we're just, just starting off quality. We're just doing whatever at we this point. We are starting with the first episode of the fourth season called Welcome to Hell, Megan. And I, I want you to know that um, if you're out there and your name is Megan and you're listening, this is not about this isn't it's, about you. It's this about is a about... meme internet image on the internet. It's not. It's about. It's about my. Technically, as most things end up being with me, it's kind of about My Little Pony. And we're gonna get to that. We're gonna get to that because this season of Legends, they were like, "Fuck all the." <laughs> fuck Ari the, specifically. Fuck Ari specifically was number one. It's weird how it said that in the producer credit. Yeah, it was kind of like, "Wow, thanks like, for the shout out." I was like, Dick. "You put that on your resume?" <laughs> yeah, and then. Kinda. Second, um, <laughs> what the fuck were we talking about? I don't know, something about memes. Oh yes, and then second, um, they're they're no longer daddy going, issues. Daddy issues. They're no longer going with the fucking hard hitting historical fiction. <laughs> the really, hard hitting historical fiction that really examined the human condition and how you know the past affects. To, you know, they really stopped doing that. And Thank now God. they're doing, like, unicorns. But they're also still doing, like, that really intense, accurately researched history that Legends mm -hmm. is so well known Yeah, for. it's really nice to see them sort of take those two aspects and balance them so deftly. It's really <laughs> nice. I'm very proud of them. Anyway, Nate and Mick fucked in a car, so Jesus let's open with Christ! that. Okay, so I actually want to jump in with something quick. The first 60, I was a little worried about starting this new season because season three had a couple of like low moments, but nothing really like bad overall it was really good. So I was really worried that it would like undo all of that yeah. in season four. But the You'll first never guess 60 what we seconds, can do now. basically, the first 60 seconds of this opening episode were like, if you made an abridged series of this show... It would just be those sixty seconds, like those the 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 fucking I I like the Nate getting on fucking Paul Revere's horse and just galloping to the sunset, going Brooklyn Rage for no adequately explored I'm sorry. fucking I, reason. I think my uterus um. just fell out of my body because <laughs> like I laughed and my whole body contracted, and I was like, oh there it goes. Oh god, I'm sorry. Here's the thing: is I was actually thinking, I was it like, is. aren't it's... we kind of an abridged series of? And I was like, no, no, Legends is an abridged series we of can't itself. Touch that we can't. Even pretend we're in that kind of pantheon. No, it's, bridging is a fucking Phil wishes well, he could abridge. There's a difference between like like a podcast isn't. We're like we're doing an we're doing a post mortem for the show, um, but uh, 
I was trying to come up with a pun for postmortem and I couldn't, so please continue. Thank you, I appreciate it. Um, I'm trying to find my Magnemite so I can get yeah, it. Yeah, hi. While I'm also we're trading Pokemon. This, Ari is just trading Pokemon I'm back to... <laughs> and forth between themselves. I'm trying to complete the Pokedex on uh, my Golden Crystal Files. That's neither here nor there, but the point is, um, we're doing a postmortem and a bridge series is, I'm also realizing with Dawning Horror that there might be some of our listeners who are young enough that they don't really know no, what an abridged you, you. series is. All right. An abridged series in theory. In West Philadelphia, oh, born God. and raised. Actually, um, he did. Oh my God. He actually He did. There's did a, a reference to the, yeah. Okay. Back so. in the early days of the internet, 2006, uh-huh. there was a guy and he still does it. His yep. name is Little Karibo. I hope you've him. heard of him. Patron saint, God yeah, bless. Just so much of God like, willing and the creek don't rise. A decent um, chunk of our humor is sort of not. We're not literally like, ripping jokes, but the way we make jokes yes. is. I rewatch the series and I go, Oh man, that God. was God. He began this trend that maybe you're sort of aware of yeah. of making a bridge series for anime shows specifically. Yeah, because it, it was of, easier to cut and yeah. you know. So with Yu-Gi-Oh! the abridged series. Because it was easy, like, the thing about, and this is... Also, there's a dog. I realized that there was a dog barking in our Venom podcast and we never address it, so I'm going I to... I didn't even notice. It. I'm deaf, though, so yeah. this is, like, in my defense. Um, That being said, abridged series are often done for anime series from, like, a really specific time period. It's really easy to dunk on stuff like Yu-Gi-Oh! Because this was stuff that had been sort of already sort of boulderized and choppily edited and sort of slapped together by a bunch of, like, children's media executives. So it was really easy to dunk on this stuff in a way that, like, I don't think a My Hero Academia bridge series would go over as well because it's... We're better at dubbing now. Yeah, we're better at dubbing. And also we've sort of accepted that, like, people don't really want to watch censored anime okay and also we so we hit our anime references before the 10 minute mark well because we were in, in, in our defense yes. we were explaining an abridged series That's but true. yeah if you don't know what an so abridged series who can is can forget not. in this episode when ray said hey nate are you listening it's your move and nate said sorry ray doing this brooklyn accent makes it difficult to focus on a children's <laughs> card game and listen there are some jokes in you hear the abridged series that do I not, do not well. hold up at all Wait, oh my like, god yeah no there's this one episode that we had to skip there's entirely. two of them because i was like they were like I was like, pretty is pretty fucking transphobic. Well, not even like, there's so much transphobia in it. There's like at least three different fucking episodes that are all about how Bakura looks like a girl. And I'm just like, oh my fucking god, I'm dying. But also, there's like, hey, remember Borat? Remember Borat? Remember how that didn't age well? There's also a joke about Kevin Spacey being very obviously gay that was before like the whole sexual assault. Yeah, this thing. wasn't like 2008. Like, that and wasn't it was like we were like we oh. literally had to leave the room. Yeah, I know. My apartment has three rooms. Yeah, so it was not that ideal. did not know. So the point is, is like please don't watch this on our recommendation. Like this is, yeah, I mean you is, you can. It's a part of internet history, but it's also like you have to take I, it with a grain of salt, and we don't like claim it. No, I am also every time I fucking watch it, I feel ten thousand. Yeah, Here's the thing. Old. I'm 100 billion years old. I'm in older internet than years, the universe. In internet years, I am I'm dead. I'm essentially dust. <laughs> yeah. I am ash and So, Legends of Tomorrow. Yes. <laughs> anyway, semen. <laughs> but, like, okay, so here's the thing. It's, like, the first 60 seconds of this episode were, like, a, 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 a fucking comedy of errors. But also, like, I, I don't know why they were, like, the Beatles invented music. I'm like, didn't you guys do this with Elvis and then acknowledge it? No. Black people. Black Americans invented music, effectively. It's true. What are you guys doing? Like, why? And also, pretty rich of legends to take a swipe at Ringo. I am, when fuck they you! are arguably the Ringo. <laughs> they are the George Harrison of this fucking... Fuck you guys. They Ringo are, is great. 
Okay, Ringo never hit his wife. So Ringo, maybe yeah, Ringo not, never beat his wife. And also, maybe let's not take shots at Ringo, <laughs> Phil. What have you done? But How I many also, knighthoods do you have? God. Um, I will say that I did actually really appreciate that Zari couldn't tell any of them apart because I also can't. Like, One, I can't tell lesbian. the Beatles during that. Yeah. Two. Zari still thinks Nate and Ray are the same person. By the way, don't we? Doesn't Mick? Don't we all? Yeah, they might as fucking well be. Um, I forgot to, does it really matter? Whatever. I'm gonna do King's Rock trading later. Um, effort. My point is, um, this show is nonsense, but I really like the sort of, there's this weird thing that CW shows do where like the first episode of the next season of something will be like, hey, here's all the stuff we sort of resolved off screen because we don't plan on like seeing it we don't plan on dealing with that we just plan on like getting to the action of it so like Nora breaking out of the time bureau prison and was like this season's like and remember that happened and Ava and Sarah getting back together was like and they're just back together now I'm like I really don't mind I don't I think it actually does it's a good way of utilizing a time skip and and sort of if you're gonna have actual time pass having stuff like we didn't really need eight episodes of Nora in prison like who fucking cares that's not why we're watching it well that's not why we're watching her arc we're watching her arc to see her sort of escape and and be sort of like peripheral in Ray's um narrative arc at the moment although yeah. you know she's this, gonna... the big gig this season is Brandon Routh wants to fuck his own wife yes and Ava and Sarah getting back together it's like they're just they can just be back together now it's kind like, of sometimes hard when they're together though because I'm like god which one is which yeah no I'm not gonna lie I really please like make one of them dye their hair please let Jessica McKellen dye her hair red it would be so it good it would be so good I also have a really I have I have a problem telling people apart in general um, I think probably why I like cartoons so much, because yeah. everybody has really easily understood, like, definitions to their face well, and stuff. they haven't done a fucking... Here's the thing about this season, is, like, we know they're going to be doing a puppet episode. They just did Everybody Gets High Off the Unicorn That was episode. so fucking stupid. I'm like, so are you guys going to, like, send a check to Dan Harmon for ripping off Community? I do. Do you think they, do they, do you think they know they're ripping off Community? I think, I mean... I think they've watched it. Like, how dare you do this without Danny Pudi there? Yeah, how honestly, Danny, Danny Pudi would have a great fucking time being on this show. Um, this show could use more Danny Pudi. Well, because, like, I really liked Powerless. I'm really, really sad that yeah, that... Yeah, just bring on his character yeah. from Powerless. Bring just have him, him just fuck it. Because that was a really good show. Um, Legends, bring Powerless on. That's my... That's yeah, Legends first... just have Powerless and Legends sort of just mishmash into a thing. Poor Emily doesn't deserve that. No, that's fair, but still. So, let's try to go over some of, like... Like let's. There's a plot, happened. but like yeah, there were things. That here's did what happen. happened in the episode. Number one, Lana Del Rey song. Lana Del. Okay, so number one, the legends fixed time, and we're all kind of like, ha sure they fucking. Yeah, did. whatever. Uh, I was like, this is yeah, okay. My my left nut. Right. <laughs> I don't believe you. I'm not okay, letting me. No more. You no more. No more. You I promise. But that was that was that was there. That was there. Okay. That said, that, um, Lana Del Rey. Um, and then there was. We have to the, talk about the, the, the G-rated sex, po the sex pollen. Um, Nate's plot line with his horrible, horrible dad, who's not even hot old. I know, which I'm like, well, I mean, like, I'm almost glad they didn't make him hot old, because, like, that whole thing with Endeavor, where everybody's like, I don't care that he abused a five-year-old, he's hot, so, like, whatever. Fuck you guys, incidentally. Um, so, yeah, like, so I'm glad we didn't have an Endeavor situation going on here. Is that a fucking Boku no Hero Academia reference? Hey, you know what? The fact that you call Boku no Hero Academia makes you the bigger weeb than me, because <laughs> I just call Binha like a normal fucking person. <laughs> Fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Shut up, Tim. Okay. You're not even on this podcast. Okay, what? And I know what some of you might be thinking. Why don't you just make an anime podcast? You because don't want to hear my anime. Bad. 
Well, no, because if I had an anime podcast, you would all sorely regret it because I would just be so angry. Oh, yeah. So I want to clarify something for people because <laughs> fuck I think anime. We, yeah, one fuck anime. Two, we rag on this show a lot. We and do. I get, I get, I get things like, "Hey, do you actually like enjoy it? Like, if yes. you don't enjoy it, don't." I love this garbage program this is so with all much my fun. Heart. I think it is great. I think it is a lot of fun. And I love recording, recording this podcast because it makes no goddamn sense. No. And it's and just a fun, it's like, it's just, listen, we're just I having a jape. I want to clarify that, like, when I don't like something, I am abundantly clear about why yeah. I don't like it. Yeah. I have a list. I have a lot of opinions all the time, in case you haven't noticed. So if I don't like something, you know, because like, I will I, I feel like I've enjoyed it. Legends so much that even when I sort of, like, have the love-hate thing with it, people are like, oh, you don't like it? Because you've forgotten how much I can hate. Yeah. You didn't know me in my AOS days. You don't know who I was. No. You don't know what I went through. Also, honestly, when I hate... When I really and truly hate something... I unless, just don't talk about it. I just don't talk about it, unless it was Countdown, where I get really drunk, and then I read the rest of it, but I'm so angry about it. But, like, I don't usually do that. That was just because I was drunk. So, like... It's not a thing with us. We don't, we really do. I genuinely enjoy yeah. the, f I'm so happy that the show is continuing all the good things it was doing from season three. So thanks for that. So Phil, you get one. Yeah. You get, you get the one, you get the one compliment. Um, you want to lead into Lana Del Rey? All right. So here's the thing. Number one, Steel Wave Forever. Holy hell. I actually got under my tattoo that reads Adam Wave, Adam Wave, and I'm abstinence until I die. And then I put a little asterisk on it, and I got Steel Wave also tattooed there. Just so everyone knows. And everyone's probably like, well, why don't you have Steel Adam additionally tattooed on there? And I'm like, because I'm fucking running out of room. Yeah, like, what are you, a cop? <laughs> the Adam Wave, Adam Wave tattoo takes up my entire face. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, I was genuinely sort of like, wow, we're pivoting hard towards Steel Wave. Because, yeah. like, Ray's, I guess, really sad about Ray's with a woman. Uh-huh, which is disgusting. But, like, so it'd be... <laughs> Ellis Leonard's snark voice, a woman? A woman. So yeah, that's like where he's at. So Legends has this thing okay. that people will have bad dads. Oh boy. And the character will get to work out something with their bad dad, either, you know, in Mick's case. He, he literally has to go back in time and which, he has to go back in time. He, he understands his dad. Yes. In Nora's case. He realizes he was a horrible dad and in a way gets what's coming to him. He dies. Yeah. Good. And in Nate's case, it also seems that we're leaning towards the, like, he's going to realize he's been a bad dad and that Nate is, like, very valid. And then dies. And then and then probably dies. Please but this die. is, like, a theme that Legends has where they're, like, acting out scenarios with dads that might not happen in yeah. real life They're they're, un they're unrealistic because, like, no. They, oh, God. Damn and, it. like, I will say as a writer, you know, there are certain themes that I can never get away from, no matter what the genre of the story is. Yeah. So I recognize that. And I just want to say... It's okay to explore those things. Phil, if you want to talk, like we're wh here. Whoever's writing this, like, we get you. We, we get do. you. And we feel it. And we're going to say that. And to transition from, from that, um, fucking Nate Haywood's mom stay playing... I was about to just call him Dominic Purcell, stapling McCrory to a goddamn God. chair like, I cannot wait for I, you to marry my son. Oh, God. Let me dissect the steel wave for you bit oh by bit. Oh, God. Number one is they're drinking together at a party. Also, they fucking had like a... Mick is just drinking out of what is a red and blue slushy machine. Yeah. And I was like, is there alcohol in that or are you just giving him slushy? I think he just might... You know what? Maybe he, he just likes a slushy because like, like it's sugar. 
Also, the fact that, like, also, like, again, like, the fact that everyone's sort of, like, I'm like, can we decide whether or not Mick's self-medicating or not? Because when you guys want to play this for drama, I think that's very important, and talking about, like, using alcohol as a coping mechanism is very important. But then you kind Hold of on. have to- I just got a text from Phil Klemmer, and it says, shut the fuck up, bitch. That's, that's really valid. I mean, like- I, I don't know which one of us he was talking it to. It doesn't matter. But- um, <laughs> that, that being said, like- it was a little like, okay, we please can we please stop making a joke out of mixed drinking? I know I'm a broken record on this point, but it really does bother the shit out of me. Like if you guys are you guys have acknowledged it as a dramatic thing, you can't unring that bell. So you have to keep Some that shit cannot up. Cannot be unsung. Yeah. You can't. So then Mick tells Nate, hey, do you want to go do something fun? You want to go commit a felony? Literally says, and, you want to go commit Nate, a felony? And Nate already taking off his pants. Is like, hell yeah. And Gary, like, I'm also gay. And they were like, no. Go be gay somewhere else, Gary. We're being gay here. Like, literally. <laughs> Gary, the sci-fi club to their... Fuck off, Gary. Um, they, Gary literally is the, the Japanese club to their anime club. God. He is, like... I, I thought it was really... I will say, I thought it was really cute that they I threw... Think threw really the, sweet. They, I, I think Gary's adorable, but yeah. the fact that the Bureau threw them a congratulations on fixing time party, this will absolutely not come... <laughs> this will not come back to bite any of us in the ass at any point. Because, like, Ava loves them. Ava, Ava did it because... She wants to, I mean, honestly, Ava might just like party planning. That's fair. It's very organized. You have a set goal. Yeah. She's, she, uh, Ava Lance, I'm approved AU. I'm gonna end, well, yeah. the only thing is I don't think Sarah is put together enough to be nightly. That's true. It would have to be like Ava Lance, but like Laurel. <sighs> Oof. Oof. Wow. Ouch. God, now I've made myself sad. <laughs> yeah. Oh, anyway, uh, um, moving on from that. Um, so then, party planning is really like, I like the regiment so of it. So then... Mick just fucking breaks into a car and is like, all right, get the fuck in, bitch. Me and he's like, God, I'm in love with you. Uh-huh. And like, and this is the third fucking time Mick has done this with a child. Yeah. <laughs> like, I also want to talk about, because the thing that made me laugh was like, he has, Mick has all these baby sluts throwing themselves at him at all times. And you can kind of tell that like, Dominic is trying really hard to make Mick not visibly like a horny character all the time. And I like, really he's horny it. sometimes. He's like, I like he's pretty girls. He's horny in, like, low-key ways where he's like, that girl is... But it's, like, it's this almost, like, very, like, innocent sort of, ha, hot chick with boobs kind of sexuality sort of expression. Um, and, like, the romance novel writing. It's all very Whereas, like, everyone is, like, super, super horny for him. And, like, uh-huh. let me just say... Let me say this about something. Yeah. Remember how Matt Ryan said this episode was going to be horny and, they and then everyone yelled about horny. it? Uh-huh. That was actually really clever. That was really clever. In a lot of ways. It was. And but- I'm mad about it in ways that I didn't know I could be angry. I'm mad yeah. because, one, I didn't know Matt Ryan could be clever. Yeah. Two, because it was you, like a you, triple Matt. entendre. Yeah. Three, because unicorns are beautiful and majestic. And we'll get to that. We'll get to that. She literally held her hand up to stop me from saying something, which I know you guys can't see, but I want you um, to understand. Because I just wanted to talk about the fact that, like, so they break into Nate's dad's house. And first of all, the fact that they live in, because I was like, that's a little mine, convenient, but I was like, right, he lived, must live in DC. He's like a political yeah. player. Okay. A friend of mine texted me and was like, oh, they broke into Nate, like Nate's rich and they broke into his house. Ryan and Marissa tease. And I was like, don't ever, like, I threw up for six straight hours. Jesus Christ. Cried myself to sleep. No. Woke up in the morning and ran 17 miles. Jesus. just. I am invigorated. I am renewed. My skin has never been dewier. I'm ready to love again. I'm so sorry. (laughs) 
I didn't watch the OC, so I'm just like, yeah, I love uh, fucking... I mean, it's all there. Mick is, is the bad boy, but, like, he's got the heart of gold. Yeah. I mean, like, here's the thing is, I think Mick is a little farther gone than Ryan Atwood, because, well, like, like, Ryan Atwood was a teenager. Well, Ryan Atwood was a teenager, but also, like, Mick is a very different sort of beast than Ryan Atwood, because, like, Mick doesn't want to, like, end up a successful architect in, in Orange County. He doesn't give a shit about that, and, like, that's so fucking valid. Um, I just, I cannot, and so we meet Nate's dad, who is not played by Kurt Russell, and really should have been. Really should have been. It's a like, damn shame. He's right there. He should have just been fucking played by, uh, fucking, uh, he should have been played by Jeff Fahey, but I also, I mean, like, there's a ton there's of hot thing. old dads I, I can think of. But, I'm like, too I, hot for Jeff Fahey. That's, yeah, like, I don't want, so like, a hot I, old oh, no, dad. No, Jeff Fahey was, um, ye old Eddie Gecko. Oh, goddammit. In the second Western. <laughs> right, I forgot they actually had him on the show. Which does mean that Dusk is canonically, <laughs> like, fucking... somewhere in fucking Texas. <laughs> Richard Gecko. Oh, God. Richard Gecko literally just fucking murderboarding the fucking legends. Like, Seth, I know they're out there. They think I don't know, but I know. And Seth, like, what the fuck? What are you on Shut about? up. Shut up, Richard. Seth looking at the fucking board like, I can't read. What does this say? <laughs> I can't read. What does this say? Anyway. Polytoad. Nate's mom is named Dorothy. She goes by Dot. And she is a personal call out of both myself and Ari. She's just my fucking grandma. Like, in a, like, in a very, like, I'm like, yeah, that's just kind of my grandma. Me playing Nate's mom, like, my perfect, beautiful baby boy. Like, okay, Look we get it. Look at his big, masculine, top husband. Like, on it, like, she was so fucking ready for those grandchildren. I mean, here's the thing, is I truly feel like, one, this entire episode confirmed that Nate is trans. Oh, yeah, the whole thing. Like, like yeah, no. One having... cishet who has that kind of relationship <laughs> with their dad. No, you, you can't. can't. <laughs> you just can't. That is such a fuck. Like, that is legitimately, like, the, like, a lot of specific stuff about it where I'm just like, yeah, that's really trans. Like, that's the sort of, that struggle for, like, being seen as legitimate. Every trans dude I know, every trans person I know has that sort of relationship with their parents. Um, well, not, I mean, I know there are some trans people out there who have really good relationships with their parents, and if so, congratulations. I really am happy for you. But the general rule of thumb is that that's kind of a struggle where even if you have a good relationship with your parents, this is probably a feeling that's come up for you during that relationship while you're transitioning. Well, because there's also that kind of thing where, like, you look at Nate and you're like, well, here's the thing. Name three things about Nate from season two that this show remembers. Number one, he actually does have a fucking PhD in history, which is yeah. like, is it useless? Absolutely. It's useless, but that's but not the point. But he still can be a professor. Yeah. Two, he was a hemophiliac. Yeah. So he says to his dad when he's hallucinating, I'm sorry I didn't enlist, and then doesn't follow it up with like, but I literally couldn't because I, I have a chronic illness. They wouldn't have accepted you. Like, like, and, like, he says in season two, he's like, I wanted to and they wouldn't let me because I'm a hemophiliac. Yeah. Like, so he tried. But I think Can the you thing imagine is, that woman with a hemophiliac son? Well, that's, I think, kind yeah. of, like, everything about Nate makes so much more sense. But with that in mind, I think that's where a lot of, um, like, Nate's dad is the sort of person where it's not just being, like, a gruff and, like, distant. Like, it's, like, the sort of thing where even if you physically couldn't, that's not enough for him. I mean, it's also very interesting to me because... When Mick is sitting at the table and Nate is arguing with his dad, he looks like he's about to punch Nate's dad onto the floor. Yeah. Which, like, God bless. That's a husband. Yeah, That's no, a he man. looks, that was, that was a really But then scene. when he's talking to Nate, he goes, so what did he do? Did he hit you? Yeah. And Nate goes, no, he was cold and emotionally distant. And Mick, like, doesn't get it because He doesn't deny it, but he's like, what is, so what does that entail? Like, what does that But mean? it's like, you got it when you were there because you know that kind of talk and you yep. know that kind of attitude. You know but that prelude to a fight. You yourself are someone who 
is like emotionally distant, but Nate's not like you're not raising Nate. Yeah. So it's not it's not the same thing. And, and also you're more willing like Mick Mick is emotionally distant, but like not in a way where he denies other people's emotions. Yeah. He just might not get them. Like that's autism. Um hello and we're back with the Mick Rory's autistic <laughs> train. But like seriously, like that's autism. That's the thing is the 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 feeling of impending violence is something that Mick sort of understands without realizing he understands it. So that whole dinner scene was really like tense. Only season two callback we'll probably ever get is in Doom World. Everyone is like Nate. If this world is evil, why does your mom make such good sandwiches? And in this episode, that's how you choose to waste your callback. Fuck you guys. <laughs> Sorry. Fuck you. I'm sorry, I didn't know how they would react. <laughs> That's fair. Fuck off. I can't stand this. I didn't even realize, but yeah, I'm like, oh, fuck you people. Um, hey, want to do any of that for the plot? And then, and then just like a fucking sniped. Um, <laughs> but it is the sort of thing where like, yeah, that was like, and I, I, like, I don't really want to get into it here, but like, yeah, that whole fucking dinner scene was an uncomfortable mood. Um, so it was really good, but also, mm, um, on a lighter note, I want to talk about something that I really liked about this episode, which yes. was the fun camera angle playing. Like they did some fun yeah. fourth wall breaking, where like I love when the where any 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 piece of media um, plays with the concept of dige uh, diegetics, which is basically if a work of fiction is diegetic, it means that like everything that happens in that work is really happening. Like everyone can see it, and it's a it's an established fact. A non-diegetic work is something like the singing in certain musicals. We're like, no, that's not literally happening, but like it's happening to explain something or to get a point or an idea or a feeling or a narrative bit across. So, so non-diegetic stuff like the unicorn pollen goo, whatever, hitting the camera is like really fun. I always love stuff like that. I liked the um and the how camera they kept where they were them up into quads because that was everybody fun. shows up at Woodstock at the same time. And yes. then here's another one that was really weird. That was Brady Bunch. They played uh the Jefferson Airplane song cuz I think it's essentially public yeah, rights at this point. At this point. But then that's the song John is singing at the end of the episode. I'm yeah. like, can he hear the fucking music? I hope so. <laughs> Does um, John Constantine realize they're on a fucking show? But, like, I am so tired of them taking John's magic seriously. Like, of all the things for this show to take seriously, when it takes literally nothing else seriously, why are you taking John Constantine, a man who is pretty famous for not taking his magic seriously, this seriously. Those aren't the knuckle bones of a martyred saint. Fuck off. They are KFC bones you bought off of eBay. Fuck you. You didn't even eat the chicken yourself. No, before. you just bought it. Like an idiot. Like, ugh. Or like the, and like you can even make a joke work because like that was a thing. There was this whole thing of the selling of icons and, and like being like, oh, this scrap of wood is the scrap of the true cross or whatever. Like that was this like a- is isn't supernatural. Like you could play around with that. It's like a funny thing where John Body's like, no, I know this is totally just like a fucking piece of dirt out of someone's lawn, but like it's the belief that matters. That's John's magic. He's like, this person really believed that they had a fragment of the true cross. So it's, it's a popsicle stick, but it's intent and belief that matters. Like, God. Anyway. I mean, maybe they kind of did that because instead of actually getting, like, holy symbols, they got things from, like, 
rock icons. Yeah. Which also, unfair to fucking Janis Joplin. No, I was actually really legitimately that angry was a, about you that. You know how sometimes, you know how we always say like, that Legends has a one... throwaway line once a week that's still, like, Legends, even though it's gotten a lot better. Yeah. Which, just let me say something really quickly, especially about that. Better like, in air Political quotes. ad, that fake, fake political ad where they were like, everybody loves our show, you should watch it. Where I was like, bold of you to tell me any episode that isn't Here I Go Again was good. I didn't <laughs> see that, but also, um, guys, could we shut, shut the fuck up? Please don't shut up. Just shut up. I don't come to your set and do your bit. Uh, yeah, fuck you. You don't come to my shitty apartment and do my bit. Here's the thing is that, like, I think I've been calling Ava's place an apartment because I'm like, wow, it's so huge and it has two floors. I think she actually just has a house. God and bless I'm an her. Idiot. I don't know. I, I, listen, oh, like, when I, people are like, she might have an apartment in air quotes, but it's a house set because the CW has three sets. Honestly, I, I, the fact that the rest of the legends were not like, Ava has two floors, we're all moving in. I gonna, I'm gonna assume that they all did. I'm just gonna, like, if I write fic about, like, they all just live in Ava's house now, and Ava's like, okay. This was a nice place. Yeah, it sure fucking was. It sure was. But, um. Property value you know, is right. down 300%. Yes. You so need does that. Nate not know how money works? No, not at all. No. <laughs> it's not one banana, Michael. What could it cost? $10? $10? Like, he has no Nate fucking Haywood, clue. Nate 2018. Um. Yeah, like, he's just, he's just, like, of course you're so dumb. Look at you. Um. He was not, he was not raised to be self-sufficient his no. mother expected him to live in like that explains she, why the basement that he lived in in doom world was so was, nice was because she was making she, it she was gonna be like my little baby him boy to stay there yeah in his nest where it's safe yeah because he's a he, i mean like it is, she's a you know he's he's actually like got chronic health problems he should be living at home unless he has like like you know he should be taken care of but also maybe don't like chain him to the house like what is this repo Oh God! Oh, oh dear. Okay. Okay. Anyway, we're not. Nope. 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 nope, 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 nope. Oh God! Nope, nope. What did I just do to the screen? Oh God. Uh. Oh. Okay. Sorry. So anyway. anyway. Um. That being said, like yeah, they just all live at Ava's house now. Um. I mean, there's not a lot. I mean, like Ava Lance is really cute, and I yeah, think it was really one it of was... those things where like I'm almost happier that it's gonna be like they're together, they're happy, they're in love. Yeah. No. And have it kind of just be like the B plot because I'm kind of like they got yeah. together. Like, yeah. Let's not they... make everything. I love. No. I let me let yeah. me. I fucking love that shit. Yeah. I love established relationships, and we never get those on TV. Everybody's always getting together and then breaking up again, and then getting together and breaking up, and I'm like, I hate that. I really like long-term, committed, domestic, gentle fluff. I love that shit. So by all fucking means, let them be together. That's actually why I was a little annoyed with the whole thing with like John showing up and they have the ooh, misdirection of oh, she thinks that John might have been there to flirt with Sarah. Fuck off. I hate that shit. And you yourselves, legend said, that's some stupid ass shit. You brought this up. You talked about it because John specifically called Ava out for it. Like, why are you doing it? You, you know, you, you're, it doesn't, Sometimes, I mean, I guess that's the product of TV being written by a bunch of different people, but, like, you have, like, this is something you all have to agree is a thing that you need to, no, fuck it. Also, I love that <sighs> Sarah was, like, Ava's, like, do you want to move in with me? And Sarah's, like, this place has two fucking floors. Yeah. <laughs> Sarah <laughs> I'll literally like, do anything. Uh-huh. I live here now forever. Um, uh, okay, wait, hold on. I was gonna bring something up. You're good. I can't really uh, remember where I was going with this. No, it's okay. Uh, we're just biding maybe. time to talk about the unicorn. But yeah, the thing about Janis Joplin, here's the thing is like, sorry, I want to go back to that because yeah. I'm really, like that pissed yeah. me off a lot because I love, I really love Janis Joplin. She was like a big thing for me growing up. My dad fucking loved Janis Joplin. And like, so I kind of knew from a young age, like she like died really young and I found out why when I was a little older. And like, it, 
it would have been one thing to have her because like Jimi Hendrix died young too and like they had Jimi Hendrix but they didn't have Jimi Hendrix and be like hey Jimi you're gonna fucking bite it in a couple of years fuck you buddy and then backflip away like they didn't do that they just there were ways to have Janis Joplin come into the show without it being like and by the way she dies young tragic horrible sad and alone can like, I just remind what? everybody that it's not romantic when a young woman dies addiction it's no sad. it's just fucking sad and I, horrible yeah and Why? Like, I mean, like, and then Ray does go, yeah, they, they died because they, like, had addiction problems. But and like, I'm, and then it is never brought up again. And no. I'm like, this is maybe not the place for this. Ooh, you cannot. Guys, stop it. It was, um, it was definitely kind of messy. Like, again, like, not, like, like world not, end, but, like, shitty. Like, it was a little messy to the point where we were both just like, ooh, should have left, should have yeah. left that one on the cutting should've, room floor. Yeah, should have, should have, could have, would have, but didn't. Yeah, basically. And I think on that note, like... Let's just get into what I think you've all been waiting for, which is a long and in-depth discussion about unicorns. Ari is turning around, pulling their copy, their battered copy of The Last Unicorn not, from my book. I have two copies of this. I can't find my one at home because I've been packing up shit. I, uh, we're going to have a discussion. Unicorns, okay. my little pony. <laughs> she, oh, fucking Christ. All right. She did not look anything like a horned horse, as unicorns are often pictured, being smaller and cloven-hooved and possessing that oldest, wildest grace that horses have never had, that deer have only in a shy, thin imitation, and goats in dancing mockery. Her neck was long and slender, making her head seem smaller than it was, and the mane that fell almost to the middle of her back was as soft as dandelion fluff and as fine as cirrus. That's not what the unicorn looks like in the show, and yes, I am gonna be mad about this. Okay, well, that's this. because I got an actual horse. Well, they shouldn't have. Um, you could have. The only valid I, unicorn I've met that was also a horse is the fat pony. That's really valid. And like, okay, God listen, bless, I do bless. get it because like, God I, going on the creek don't rise, which has never been truer than for me this weekend. Yeah, we this, like prepared. literally. Um, God willing, and the entire New England sea level don't rise. <laughs> oh Christ! Okay, so here's the thing. I understand on a logistical level. Why, like, like the fat pony that visits you kids. paradise. No, 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 no. Because you can't, like, you can't domesticate a deer. You can't put a horn on a deer and go, okay, go for it. <laughs> like, you can't make a deer act. We did it to Nixano. I mean, he's not, yeah, okay, fair enough. No, here's but, the thing. <laughs> when they were reading those mean, okay, so the Legends casted this thing where they read mean tweets. Jesus Christ. And I swear to God, I held my breath the entire time. Oh, yeah, no. She, you texted I received me and I was like, about oh. three messages like, oh, wow, I'm really surprised you weren't on that. But here's the thing. I don't think I'm mean. We don't like, ever reference them by name because like, I, I think about that shit. They say stuff like Nick Zano's a shit actor. And he's not. He's no. really good. He's, he's really funny. He has great and comedic to be timing. handsome and funny. It's terrible because you're usually one or the other. That's what develops. And, that like, shouldn't be allowed. No, it it's shouldn't. very concerning. It's cheating. Um, and, and like stuff like, oh, they're all so ugly and like just really actually mean like stuff. Like actually like mean things where I'm I, like, you guys... I really do think they are all like genuinely like fun no, people they're... and good actors. Yeah. And I think they're having a lot of fun making this show. And, and like shows. we're having fun watching it. And I just want that on the record because here we go. Yeah. Okay. Listen, listen, I get the logistics of you can't domesticate a deer and a goat. A goat isn't going to be like when people think unicorn, they're not thinking a goat. I get it. So I get the logistics of why, like, a fat pony that goes to a children's hospital would be a pony. We've domesticated ponies. So, like, it, you, you, that's fine. But, like, you guys pretty much cgi the shit out of this bitch anyway. So why the fuck did you feel the need to make it a horse rather than getting even just the slightest iota creative, especially because the unicorn wasn't 
actually like a, a unicorn. It was like some fucking demon thing. Like I, okay, listen, I so, hate more than anything else in the fucking world that fake edgy horse shit when people are like we're so fucking cool and we're doing something no one's ever done before man we're making that innocent cute unicorn a bloodthirsty fucking murderer and that's something says something we live in a society man and like fuck you that is i am so tired rocky and fucking bullwinkle was doing this shit in the 19 fucking 60s and if you are somehow less edgy than rocky and fucking bullwinkle you have to stop Ari takes unicorns very personally Philip. it just i just hate i just i think it's cheap i really do i think it's i think it's half-assed i think at this point the subversion quote-unquote is so is, is the norm yeah that it's just trite it's just like fuck no i hate it I mean, there were also ways to do a unicorn looking for virgins plotline that fucking what? The th Sorry, my sister just sent me an image that is Kaiba. <laughs> Wait a minute, did you summon three trans people in one turn? Okay, so it's Kaiba with the words "government" over his face, and I can't <laughs> believe my sister would just send me a Yu-Gi-Oh reference. I know, like apropos God. of nothing. We didn't. We didn't. We didn't we no, we didn't. This. We didn't tell her. I and, hate this. Anyway, my sister sent me a meme with Yu-Gi-Oh on it. I hate it so much. Anyway, fuck. please continue. Um, like I just we gotta get to the brony thing. Oh. Okay. Do we? You know, here's the thing: is I I've said my piece. I hate that shit. I hate that edgy subversion shit. Um, we I'm will... so happy they didn't reference the last unicorn because I think if they had, this wouldn't be a podcast of us talking about shit. This would be a podcast of Rachel talking about me walking into the ocean because I would just walk into there's, the fucking. There ocean. they go. There. Bye. I'll see you later. Um, I would not have come I sail would... away. <laughs> come, come sail away. Come sail. Like that would have been me. That would have been me. Um, so we're gonna get to the brony thing. You said that so intense. Because I've been thinking about this for a couple of days. Because, like, I... Number one, who on the staff had to tell Nick Zano what a brony is? Which one of you? Which, which one, one of you told which him? Which one of you fuckers? Which one of you told him about the man <laughs> who married Twilight Sparkle? Which one of you told him about the plushes that have holes for your penis in them? Which one of you told him about the Reddit post about why lady horses are better than lady women? Which one of you told him? Which one of you that... told him of the horrors we've seen? I... Of the fact that your children cannot Google this horse no, show. I tried to Google, actually, literally... One of you told him. Three people, three, three people, three, like, a couple of weeks ago, I was, I have a Princess Celestia doll I'm working on rehairing because the original hair for yeah, it was, like, Yeah, the fact that we talk about inaccurate. customing my little really, ponies. Really, really concerns me. Then... But I Googled, I tried to Google Princess Celestia to check what color her hair was, and when I type in Princess Celestia, the first thing that comes up is a suggestion is Princess Celestia pregnant, and I'm like... No! Which one of you told him about the, the kid thing. from the Make-A-Wish Foundation who got his horse made? And then they rule 34 that horse. It, well, because it's like, okay, so that's actually the thing. I'm gonna, and you're all gonna have to sit through this because they brought up Brony. It wasn't even just that they referenced My Little Pony. They referenced Brony specifically, and this is something that I really do want to talk about because I was, I was there. Like, I watched this whole fucking thing happen. I watched, I watched the shit at its peak. Um, so just a quick trigger warning because I think some of the stuff might need it. I'm going to be briefly talking about, like, sexual grossness, like, gross men doing gross shit um, about cartoon horses. Uh, so if that might upset you, like, by all means, skip. Like, I'll, I'll tell you when I'm, when I'm done talking about it. Um, so around 2014, it, no, it was a little, like, 2013. Uh, it was earlier because our friend Javier once went to a brony meetup and was like, this is the worst thing I've ever oh, done. Oh, it's a nightmare. And he was okay. a freshman in college. Which would have been 2010 to 2011. Okay. So it was, it was my sophomore year of high school and I'm really bad with time due to all the trauma. So I don't really remember. But it was a while ago. Um, and 
My Little Pony had, after sort of Gen 3, sort of like petering out of existence, had rebooted with Lauren Faust at the helm because she'd actually come to Hasbro to try to pitch her series, Milky Way and the Galaxy Girls. And they said, we don't want your original lady work. That's disgusting. Do you want to work on My Little Pony? Because that's the only thing we can imagine women doing in animation. And she was like, I fucking guess because that's the only fucking job I can get despite having created like a shitload of... That's neither here nor there. I, fucking hell. Anyway... So Lauren Faust made My Little Pony Friendship is Magic. And the first season of My Little Pony Friendship is Magic is genuinely fun. It's cute. It is, does not talk down to its audience, which as someone who works with children and is fond of kids media, I really appreciate. Um, and it's a return to form in a lot of ways, actually. Gen 3 really toned down the magical fantasy aspects that were really present in Gen 1. Um, so Gen 4 was really good. and. As, as it was airing, 4chan has a board called CO, which is like their cartoons and comics board. And someone on that board was like, oh my god, you guys, the My Little Pony cartoon is actually really good. And everybody was like, holy shit, the My Little Pony cartoon is actually really good. So 4chan basically turned season four of My Little Pony into like an internet meme in the sense that all of these male fans on 4chan, to varying degrees of sincerity, uh, got into My Little Pony. Some of these fans were like, genuinely became fans of the show. This was a good thing. Although the toe-sucking depravity of people who were like, it's so nice that they're breaking gender roles by watching My Little Pony. It's so wonderful. This is a show for everyone. So men should feel welcome here, which I have a lot of complicated feelings on. And I don't, I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't think that grown, grown ass cis dudes should be around eight-year-old girls in the same fandom spaces and because of the nature of the internet that's sometimes what happened that's not a good thing um but that aside a lot of these people might have been to varying degrees of sincerity genuinely interested in the show about talking cartoon horses but there were a lot of men who kind of used it the same way that a lot of other 4chan memes get used there was so much fucking porn of this series you guys there's so much fucking pornography drawn of this fucking series. Mo Pokemon has been around for 20 fucking years. And I'm pretty sure Friendship is Magic matched it within like two years in terms of sheer amount of pornographic content. Because like, there were people just like that thing oh, you mentioned about yeah, the Oh yeah, hi everybody. There's pornographic content of Pokemon. No shit! Hello and welcome to our podcast. It, what, I, no, hold on. Does this? Oh, I mean, it doesn't surprise me because I well, know. Well, no, you. but I'm like, but like, of course that exists. Why? I listen in, and I'm gonna say it so that already doesn't have to. But there is a fucking line in the Pokemon. There's game a canonical line in where the they're like, yeah, people fucked their Pokemon. So yeah, po so like, you know what? The people Whatever. who make it are as so horny for it as the fan base. The That's thing. not the point. It's like. Another very upsetting thing about the My Little Pony thing is that these horses are supposed to be like twelve years old. Yeah, they're like. They're Young all girls. children. Lauren Fassa like, said 12 to 17. And as, and like, yeah, when I was like, you know, these ponies are supposed to be like 12 years old. My, and my dad said, isn't a 12 year old pony <laughs> just, just glue? glue. <laughs> but like, like she meant like in terms of their if mentality. If only we could be that fucking lucky. <laughs> but like in terms of their mentality, these were all girl, like young girls. They were supposed to be. That was the point. They were teaching young girls life lessons. Um, so that was a whole other, that was like a layer so, of creep. Like, that was getting the, the base creep. But like, so there, there was, I'm not going to explain all of the drama to it because we, I, that would, that would be a whole separate podcast in and of itself. Basically a lot of gross men started making a lot of sexual and violent content for the show. Um, 
and they called themselves bronies. So the brony movement, which may have started with a certain amount of men who were genuinely and sincerely into this program, got overtaken and hijacked by a, a very vocal and decent chunk. I'm not going to pretend they were a minority. There were a lot of them. A decent chunk of them who were also incredibly vocal and in posting violent pornographic content fucking everywhere, clogging up the searches for something that was designed for like kindergartners. Um, and those were bronies. That became the brony brand. That was that was the first thing that people thought of when they thought of bronies was people like making the Princess Molestia comics and the fucking porn of like fucking cancer patients pony sonas and shit like that. Like that shit. So Nate and Ray using the term, well Nate really, using the term brony is not, I didn't like it because no, it's not a lighthearted reference to something that's cute and quirky and like, oh, it's, you know, like a thing that men can get into to buck gender stereotypes, which like, first off, like, okay, like we get it. He's trans. I fucking know that idiot. If but he like, wasn't trans, his favorite wouldn't be Twilight. Yeah, obviously. But like, it's the Twilight sort of thing. trans icon. <laughs> well, alicorn, being an alicorn is a metaphor for being trans. Prove me wrong. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, that said, like, it's not, I get that that's the line that they were trying to be like, yeah, it's fun. Like Nate, like doesn't care about being like, Toxic masculinity, something, something, whatever. But the history attached to the brony you literally, name at this point is so different Ray than that. could literally just said, you like my little pony? Yeah, Nate goes, yeah. Like, it could have, you didn't have to bring the word brony into it because that has become brony so. Brony is a slur. Like, uh, uh, yeah, kind yeah. of, not literally, but like. Not it, not literally in the way like slurs are yeah, not like slurs. But we don't want to think. No, we don't no, want no, to no, think no. we're quitting it's, those. It's, 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 it's that sort of thing where people have brought up, I remember when the Steven Universe fandom was starting to like hit fever pitch, people were like, oh my God, this is like the bronies. And like, first off, no, it's not. Because bronies are so much worse. But also, that's, like, the new benchmark for a bad fandom is, like, are they bronies? So that was not the right word choice. And also, you can just be a male fan of My Little Pony because the series doesn't fucking belong to you. And you don't get a cute little fucking word to claim your allegiance to one really specific subsection of this fucking series. Fuck you. Anyway. And furthermore, it's Twilight kind of upsetting. <laughs> it's kind of upsetting to us that we talked about customizing horses for My Little it. Pony on this fucking podcast. Because we've definitely talked and about Phil My Little Phil Clemmer personally called me out to the mat. I hate it. And also because I actually do enjoy the series and I think Rarity is amazing. Yeah. And I Again, have this like I have this like outfit I wanna cosplay like this like retro dress that I wanna make that gonna be like rarity style i'm gonna do the wig she's got and like you gotta do the because like if you're gonna yeah. do like the pinup so yeah. you gotta do the red glasses she has when she's making yeah. stuff yeah like, that's but it really... would be like it's gonna be like 50s pinup like a long skirt yeah not like well, pit like well I, no that's uh, yeah i'm I've sorry seen i people I was thinking, like poodle skirt do thing. like bikini cosplay of a my little pony character mm, i hate it thanks and I i'm like it. oh god no, no, no oh no, god no god no not like this fuck no but that would also because also you could take photos while you're sitting at your sewing machine that'd be really cute and so I guess now I finally have a cosplay I can wear when meeting Nick Zano. Jesus fucking Christ. And I'm literally I will cosplay as Twilight Rarity, just to meet just to And I'm going to go, who the fuck am I? Who am I? Well, no, because he said his favorite was who Twilight. Who am so I? But, I will... like, who's Nick Zano's favorite pony? That's a good question. Um, I would have to ask. Do you actually have a favorite, you fucker? Have um, you seen it? Do you know? Well, because it's he's How the much person, did they tell he you? He probably would be like, I'm going to let my son watch it because I think gender roles are stupid. And then we have to be like, shut the fuck up, Nick Zano. Like, I, I don't know. Like, like, dude, can Italian men really have that kind of thought process about pretty, their sons? He was, I, good question. I mean, we'll see. Because he seems to be pretty fairly left-leaning. So let's see. You're going to watch, you're going to let your son watch My Little Pony? Coward. <laughs> um, or like some kind of Democrat. Your son must lead the revolution. <laughs> oh, Christ. 
only the grandson of I cannot believe that fucking, I almost just called him, fucking Nate's dad literally is the, are you going to use, are you going to pull out those pots, are you going to pull that pasta out of the boiling water one by one like like a man, or are you going to use a strainer like some kind of Democrat? Fuck. Okay, yeah, that's basically Nate's dad. Um, yeah, no, Brony was not, not, and I mean... That's why I'm almost like, I feel like it's the sort of thing where someone on the show was like aware of the concept of My Little Pony and then Googled it or was like aware of this thing in passing. But again, because I was like into My Little Pony. Yeah, because like if you were going to pick a unicorn, I would pick Rarity because Twilight's an alicorn. Well, Twilight was an alicorn by like season three. That was, um. Yeah, so it doesn't really make sense. But she's also, she is, she would make a lot of sense to be Nate's pony because one, she doesn't get out of the house much at the start. Like Celestia literally has to kick her out of the house and like, go make some friends. Um, that's the start of the episode too. She's really smart. She's a genius and she's very bookish and she's very... So she's Nate. Yeah, she's Nate. So like, it's, it's actually a good pony pick. That's why I'm like, okay, so how much do you know? Because you use the word brony with an understanding as connotations. Or did you? Or are you one of those horse fuckers? In which case, put up your fucking dukes, coward. And, or like, or what? Throw down. Throw down, throw down. It's like when fuck. It's like the when the Daily Show when John Stewart used to reference Pokemon like really well, and I would get really upset about it because he like knew a little too much. Um, but like I don't know because they use the word brony, but then they pick the perfect. Pony All right, for if Nate. you use the word brony and you know exactly what you're fucking talking about. Denny's parking lot. You name the state. We'll find you. <laughs> speaking to the speaking to the microphone. We'll hear you. Um, that said, um. Oh my god. It was just, it was just, like, kind of a weird, weird choice, but, you know, like, neither. But I'm just, like, fucking, why? Like, just literally, why would you come back to haunt me like this? What have I done? This does, it, it's it's too close. They're getting too close, and it's starting to concern me. Like, we I say mean, shit. Oh, yeah. So, one thing I did want to talk about, um, a couple things, actually. Number yeah. one, um... I don't really know where they're going to go with Zari's mom. Like, that was really sad. That was, oh God, you're right. That was also, like, Tala but not was, really acting It was really point. sad, but it was also buried in this episode that was, like, really this, silly. This, this high-octane like, nonsense. Sometimes they balance the silly and the serious, but mm. this was not super well balanced. Well, because it was really only an, an off-mention at the end. It almost would have yeah. made more sense to save this for a later episode and have Ray sort of or set... open next episode. Open next it. episode. Like, having... It would have made more sense, because we'd already had Ray talking about Nora... To have Ray visiting past Nora, yeah, and have him be like, like, like after they let her go the first time, and being like, I can't save her. Like, I want to go take her out of that like school of Satanists, but like, I, I, I can't go do that because then we won't meet her, and then all this stuff with like him doing that would have been a good balance because it already had been previously established, so it would have been sad, but it would have also tied into other stuff in the episode, so it wouldn't have felt as out of place. But also, it just made me sad to see Tala, like so visibly genuinely really sad to the point where I'm like like I'm sad thinking about it like she's a really good actress mm-hmm. but also I don't know like that wasn't all that was like the Le Marcel scene in Casablanca where like that's not all acting those are all people who were like dealing with the Nazis so yeah I hate it's, it <laughs> it's, there's something it was really very upsetting. personal it was about really... her asking like who can be afraid of like her yeah. mom that... who can be afraid of her mom how that's... could this country betray her and I'm like yeah. It struck like a really, let's like, it hurt. if you're, you know. Especially after the heels of this whole thing with like trans people and the fucking. If you're Jewish, if you're LGBT. If you're not Mike Pence at this fucking point. Yeah, it's just. 
I mean, and that's the thing is it's kind of like, well, can this country really betray me when I never really think it was on my side to begin with? I expect nothing. I mean, I understand I expect nothing and I'm still let down. But, like, God damn it. So that was a really powerful and important moment. I really wish it hadn't been buried at the end of Yeah, it really kind of deserved a little more. It deserved. That idea deserves its own episode if Tala would feel comfortable talking about those issues while they're so Mm. currently relevant. Like, I don't want to say Tala should have to do an episode about this because, like, I'm not... No, I don't want. I I would. I could understand why she might be like. I'm not really comfortable if we go that way. I'm not a fu- like. D- you know that would be really bad. But yeah, I, mean, I think I if she would want to, and the writers would do a good job with it, and she had a lot of input as a Muslim woman, I think it would be a really important thing to talk about, and it's a thing that she can clearly do incredibly well. I almost am like, oh god, I don't. I it's just. Do you really want Legends to make that kind of episode? It's the thing where it's like this is going to be such a silly season where I'm like, I don't want it to lose merit because I I just don't I just don't know. It's weird. It's weird. It's also one of those things where like sometimes people are like, hey, talk about this Jewish thing, like talk about how you feel as a Jew in this fascist regime, and I'm like, I don't fucking want to. Yeah, like (laughs) at this point, I'm like, you want to know how I'm fucking living it. So like that's enough for me right now. I'll talk about this when it's over. Is yeah, I mean, actually, kind of a good way to sum up how I feel about a lot of this. Sorry, this got a little like. Per- it's been a really hard weekend for me. Um, yeah, it's not been great. Sorry, but in 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 um, I don't really have I in mean, later news. I did buy a bunch of dolls at the flea market over the weekend, but that's like right a, a fucking episode about that, Phil. Okay, yeah, Danzition, you. which for those of you that don't know, Danzition is what the soup did because Tony Danza had a talk show for a while. He was really bad at transitioning between subjects. So Danzition, last thing. I think they might be doing fables this season. I want I, I want them to. I think they might be doing like, I want actually Big fables. Wolf to put his whole arm into me. Because here's the thing, is that like the person that's gonna be they changed Thank the last thing. Thank you for not name. reacting to that also. No, that's a big ass mood, but I yeah. want him to do it when he's a human. Yeah, no, I was thinking like Grizzle, like like the way that they did, they drew him in The Wolf Among Us, yeah, like the t- like yeah, God, no, I'm like whole ass arm. Um, God, he's masked. That I actually yeah, because you brought it up because you were like I, I would love because Fables was a Vertigo imprint, so they really could. I mean, we have John, so mm. it's kind of like the rest of them could kind of follow along. They changed Alaska's name to Mona. So now she's Mona Yu, I think, which is adorable. That almost, I, it's really cute because I just think of Morgana from Persona 5. <laughs> werewolf dad, which is what you call the person that bit you and turned you into a werewolf, kind of looks Bigby-ish. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's on purpose or if that's just how Legends did their costuming. Yeah. Because, like, that's the thing. It's a casting call for their wer- werewolf dad was, like, men and women, like, 20 to 40 all races. Yeah. And then they picked a white dude in his 30s. So Which is maybe really, they're going with Big B? I guess. I don't fucking know. Listen, I think Legends is actually one of those shows that could understand and handle Big B really well. Yeah. But they cannot take him seriously. Fables as is seriously about as slutty as, as Legends. Everyone on this show is so fucking. Like, the, and here's why the horny pun was clever, and I wanted to save the explanation. Yeah. One, because someone actually got gored. Yeah. Two, because. It was everyone, gored, I told you. I know it was. Two, because everybody was actually really horny. G rated sex pollen. Three, because it was just a unicorn. Like that's, Yeah, it's, it's the just, unicorn has a horn and it used it to gore someone. And also, fucking Christ, it is never not going to be funny that they all just started rioting, yelling horny, though. That was... Chef's kiss. Yeah, perfect. You can almost kind of tell how, like, this episode's weird emotional ups and downs from how we talk about it, where we talk about the silly stuff, and then we talk about Nate's dad, and it gets really weird, and then we talk about, like, the unicorn, and then we get really intense with the brony stuff, and then, like, we're, like, it's, like, like, this, I do think it kind of- Imagine being in control of your emotions. Can't relate. Anyway, Phil, I'm currently looking at the mint inbox, My Little Pony, 
That's I got a mitten box flower bouquet in your comic died for. It was amazing. And I want you to know that you don't know jack fucking shit about our lives. No, she's really beautiful. I found her on accident because I, when I was at New York Comic Con, I literally turned around. She was like on the highest shelf. And I like screamed. Like I was not. Because she's like one of my grail ponies. And I hadn't been able to find even like a non I don't. I don't normally collect mitten box. But like she was only like a. Not gonna actually tell the number because it's gonna make me like. But like for a mitten box pony, it wasn't bad, and she's really beautiful. Like the, the even the plastic bubble holding her in is like still like clear plastic because sometimes they get like kind of yellowy. And like, listen, listen. There's a part of me every time I look at her that's like the Toy Story part of me that's like free her, she's trapped. And I'm like, I did not spend that horse is staying trapped. I didn't spend free horse money, but um, that is. To 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 to, to transition, um, this is the problem that Legends is having, where it needs to get a hold on. It needs to just do serious and silly episodes, or have the serious and the silly tie in better. Because other, I don't want to have a season that has moments like Zari's mom and Zari watching her mom and younger her, and Nate's Nate's with his dad stuff, coupled with whatever the fuck the unicorn nonsense was like Ray making out with the tree that yeah. he thought was his wife. Like we have to, like you have to plan some of this out so you can map your emotional arc a little bit. Like they need to be clearly leading towards an emotional arc of some kind. So that way when things get serious, they can tie into something larger so they won't be as jarring. So we'll see if legends can actually handle that well. That's kind of what I'm hoping um, for for the yeah, next couple so, episodes. Also, I'm pretty sure they're just doing fairy tale. So in the preview for each episode, mm -hmm. they can make a terrible fairy pun, like fairy tale pun. Like I think the one for this week is like this fairy is one bad mother, or no, it wasn't. That would be too clever. It's she's god awful, which is one bad mother is so much better. It's so I'm much literally funnier. doing this for free. I uh, yeah. I, but I mean, it is an older woman playing the fairy godmother, so that's fine for me because I don't believe that old women can be nice. In my opinion, old women know they're going to die soon, so they're just completing. My the rest grandma of their... is a saint. I don't believe that. <laughs> my aunt Joan, my aunt Joan, yeah, but my grandmother is a so saint. So they're just committing horrible tasks in the name of their dark lord before Satan calls them back to hell. Jesus Christ. Anyway, my nana, Satan rest her soul, passed away about a year ago, <laughs> and I'm fine. Yeah. Um, I'm actually doing really well. I'm really happy to hear that. I'm thriving. I love you. I'm proud of you. What you probably would have wanted. Yeah, I, I think so. I really do. Anyway, I want you all to know that we went to New York Comic Con, and there were these crazy Bible-thumping protesters oh that were, like, really cordoned off, like, yeah. outside the area, but we walked... It was just one of those things where, where we like, just... Wa they were, like... They had a, they had a poster that was gaming as murder, which, first off, which can I like, on a shirt? No, like, that's real. That's I want real. gaming as murder on a shirt. No, you guys... <laughs> it wasn't gaming as murder. It was gamers are murderers. Same thing. And I was like, oh, cool, nice. Gaming but is also so murder. one of them, as we walked by, yelled, you're going to hell. And I said, thank you. Yeah, we were just like, okay! Like, and I didn't even phase me. Legends like, and review. That's that's my that's my approach to whenever someone yells anything at me is I'm like, okay, thanks, because I'm deaf, so I don't know what they actually said, so I just sort of agree with them and hope it wasn't anything too and bad. And also because I had a lovely conversation with a demonologist at RuPaul's DragCon yes. who was like, someone once told me I was going to hell, and I was like, thank you. There was, was, I thought I thought of her. And also, where and also, were you people at RuPaul's DragCon? Honestly, because like, they were scared of drag queens. They, you know, they were too afraid to get near drag queens. They think nerds were easier to pick on, which they're right. They're right. But like, and, and, you know. and, and do nerds deserve it? Yeah. Does um, New York Comic Con deserve to go yes, to hell? Absolutely. New York Comic Con already is hell. Yeah, when he said you're is, going to hell, hell, he meant you're going back on the floor, bitch. <laughs> yeah, you're going black on Saturday floor. 
Okay. Uh, and I think on that note, on the on the fighting god note, we're on gonna the fighting end, god like note all JRPGs, like do. all JRPGs, and probably how this season of Legends will end. Oh god, let's fight god. Yeah. Good night. Oh my god. Good night, guys.